thanks to viewers like you and sassygamers.com. Bar Rock Cafe can exist, I guess. So, like, you can find links to Sassy Gamers, our Patreon, and social media stuff in the show notes. Just click. Thanks. Previously on Bard Rock Cafe, after some shenanigans involving meat towers and floating pig heads, the party fought their way through another group of goblins and even gained a mini bar. They also gained a new raven friend named Fairy, but not before Rook and Epi almost fell to their deaths due to a wild magic surge. Now they just have one room left in the dungeon. Will the heroes finally get their stuff back? Find out today on Bard Rock Cafe. Alright, welcome back to Bard Rock Cafe. We're now on episode 20. I can't believe we've made it this far. Thank you all for those of you that have listened up till now. Uh, we ended last episode off with the party reaching the final room of this little dungeon, busting through the door, uh, armbar with his alpaca ghostly companions, Gruzzle and Natch. They found a room full of goblins waiting for them, including what is very clearly the goblin leader, wearing Brock's hat and holding Brock's special loot, guitar, stringed instrument. And that's where we pick up. So to start off with, there is no surprise rounds or anything, I just need initiative rolls from everyone. You know what? Last episode, this dice was giving me hell. It has time to redeem itself. Okay, it redeemed itself. We got an 18 plus 1 for a 19. I also got a 19. I got 11. <laughs> oh, so 14 plus 2, 16. Roll looks super mad that that thing is wearing his hat and has his guitar. I have one third level spell slot two first-level spell slots and a whole lot of cantrips, so we're going to be firebolting a whole bunch of these guys. <laughs> and if they get into CQC with you, me, and Rook, I actually have two different area of effect spells I can use to blast them back. I'm hoping that the three melee attackers we shoved in the front will draw their fire for at least a minute. Yeah, yeah. All right. So, as the, the door bursts open, narratively, and numerically, Armbar, you are up first. So, the goblin, like, chieftain, quote-unquote, yells out something in goblin that no one understands, and... So, I mean, it's... Alright, you've been a pit fighter. You don't understand too many languages, but you definitely understand when somebody's telling you to come get some mother Right. No matter what language they're talking, like... There's a certain tone and a cadence that goes with that statement, right? Yeah, and then Armbar's just being like, No more questions! We're coming at ya! And all of a sudden, like, he, like, starts running towards the, uh, the larger... How are they split? How are they, like, stationed in the room? Like, is the three goblins, the smaller goblins, like, protecting... The big one with the cleaver. So, the room itself is, like, disorganized, and there's stuff kind of scattered all over the place. You do see lined along, like, the wall behind this makeshift throne, which 
as you're taking note of it, looks to be just like a comfy chair that the goblin is sitting in. Like, it's not an actual throne. But there is, like, gold and chests and stuff scattered all around it. You see crates, like, lined against the wall behind him. Um, you see scattered just stuff, right? Uh, one of the crates is open, and you do see there's, like, bottles inside of it. And you would recognize it as those are healing potions. Uh, it looks like it's about half empty. There's uh, behind the throne, like you would have to get all the way over there. Uh, there are like chairs and benches and tables just kind of scattered around. Um, this looked to be like kind of like a community area, but you know now that it's like there's tables that are just like shoved against the wall. The main the main foreground of the area is just wide open. Um, there are, like, coins scattered around. There's broken bottles. Like, it's not empty. But for the most part, it's just you and them. Yeah, but, like, how are the how are the enemies positioned in the room? Okay, gotcha. Um, there's the goblin on the throne with the top hat and Brock's loot. Uh, right next to him is a kind of a bigger goblin with a cleaver and like a, a dirty apron you've seen those guys that are strong but like out of shape strong blacksmith strong my stepdad yeah that's it like that's what you're looking at with this guy yeah like but like goblin sized okay and he's right next to him all right and then there's four other goblins running around and they all are equipped with their usual equipment they have their bows and their uh, short swords. And they look like they're ready to go. Alright, I guess uh, I guess Armbar's just gonna go straight ahead, and then he's gonna be trying, he, he's like eyeing up the the big the big guy with the cleaver. Like, oh, I'm totally gonna go after that guy. And just kind of like run straight ahead, and then whatever guy's in his way, he's gonna try to, to beat up. And on the way to running, he's going to pull out his short sword and go into a rage. Okay. Uh, when you go into a rage, do you roll wild magic? I do roll wild magic for Barbarian. I think that's just one D. Well, we got to check to see how, what D it is. It's a D8. Baby table. All right. I roll the three, which is... An intangible spirit, which looks like a flump or a pixie. Well, I don't know what a flump is, so it's like a jellyfish. Within... It's a jellyfish, <laughs> basically. <laughs> within five feet of one creature of your choice that you can see within thirty feet of you. At the end of the current turn, the spirit explodes. And each creature within five feet of it must succeed a dexterity saving throw or take 1d6 force damage. Until your rage ends, you can use this effect again, summoning another spirit on each of your turns as a bonus action. You just carpet That's... bomb the goblin. I'm carpet bombing. I'm. <laughs> well, I'm gonna I'm gonna wink at the goblin with the cleaver in the apron, and a flump. Hmm. 
is going to appear in between him and the goblin with the with the top hat. Okay, for sure. Um, and that explodes at the end of your turn, right? Yes. All right. So that's that happened. So you're raging. You're charging. Uh, your alpacas are charging with you. I would assume. Yes. Yep. You run into basically the defensive line of four goblins. What do you do? I'm gonna do an AOE and take them all out at once. Oh yeah! Unfortunately, I don't think that's how the game mechanic works. Nope. <laughs> that would be very rolling armbar, but we gotta roll for it first. Alright, well I, I took my shot, so... <laughs> I'm gonna try to do something like that, like a, a tornado swinging slash at one of the goblins. Okay, so you get... I mean, you use your bonus action to rage, so you get one attack. Uh, go ahead and roll. I got a 17. Okay, uh, that does hit, so roll for damage. I got a 7. Okay, that is just enough. You just bring your sword down and chop into this guy's head, and he just falls over dead. Oh, yeah! Let's go! Um, one of them is going to do a donkey kick. At one of the other ones. Alright, go ahead and roll me a d20 for his attack. It's plus 6 to hit. Got a 14 on the roll, so it's a plus 6. So that'd be 20, is that how that's working? or? Yes. Uh, okay. So that's going to deal... 4 plus... 4, so yeah. 8 damage. Donkey kicks one of the goblins and just kills him. Nice. <laughs> and then the other one is going to jump in the air and do a body slam. Okay. Uh, roll with a plus six again. I got a natural 20, so that's a crit. Uh, I'll go ahead and roll. It's conceivable that they'll survive. Nope, they're dead. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> This is the most rolling armbar thing that has ever happened. <laughs> Four mini bar, let's go, men and lady. They had this line set up where they were ready for you. They were not ready for you, as you just carve through three of their four defenders, and it's just one goblin and the bosses left. But you rolled a, you rolled a net twenty though. Oh crap! Okay, so. Before I do that, I want to make a because just in case something bad happens, I want to make like a funny motion, and I'm gonna point at the uh, uh, the one with the cleaver and be like, "I'm coming at ya! You better be ready, punk!" And then I'm gonna roll my two G. All right, yeah, let's let's see it. All right, so I got a 19 and a 13. Wow, low rolls. Okay, hang on. Okay, uh. What would you say is Armbar's favorite food? It was Goblin Ears a little while ago. So, I would say a, uh, let's just say it's a Beef Wellington. Beef Wellington. Or a Meatball Sub. <laughs> meatball Sub sounds more like his palate. Yeah, let's go with Meatball Sub. <laughs> it's not the Meat Tower? The meat tower! 
Uh, about four meatball subs made exactly the way they're made at the Bardrock Cafe spawn above you and just fall on you. <laughs> oh yes, I love the feel of the meats. Yeah, can I eat? Can I? Can I eat them before they fall on me? Uh, you can try to catch one of them in your mouth. I will allow that. That's a deck save. I got an eleven. That's not gonna do it. Not to catch a meat. It's not gonna catch a meatball sub in your mouth. No, it it slaps you across the face. You have like some marinara sauce just in your hair now. No! <laughs> oh, fell on the face. Out of curiosity, what's uh, the goblin's response to watching meatball subs appear? So the chef in particular is like, what? He's an ultra chef. <laughs> He's a better chef than I am. <laughs> So, like, he's holding his cleaver ready to go, and then it's like this... He stops and, like, tilts his head like, what the hell? Okay, uh, roll me a d6, please. Oh, I got a one. Okay. Uh, the goblin boss and the chef both take one point of damage. Yeah. Now I wish I had waited until after I had the meatball subs land on my body to, before I yelled. <laughs> How am I supposed to follow that up? Yeah, it is your turn, Effie. What do you do? There's three dead goblins just on the floor. There's a fourth one that's like... He's engaged with Armbar and these alpacas, but he's like, oh shit. So after seeing that spectacular display of... of Roland, um... <laughs> I think, um... You know what? You know what? It's not the, the snazziest thing in the world, but it's pretty solid. I'm going to fire off a magic missile. Okay. Where are the missiles going? Okay, so I'm going to fire them at that one remaining goblin until that goblin's dead. And whatever remaining magic missiles there are are going... Yeah. Well, so you have to determine... So I'm going to go for for two to that goblin in front of Roland, and then one to Mr. Top Hat. I want to knock the hat off if I am able to do so. Oh, for sure. With a magic missile? Yeah, you can do that. I think that's what we're gonna do. So each missile is 1d4 plus 1 damage, so roll 2d4 for me. For the, the goblin. Wait, 2d4, that was, that was a d6. Hang on, I'm, I'm dumb. One second. One of them rolled a 4. Can we count that? <laughs> on a d6? No. I really, that's classically what we call cheating. Okay, so I rolled a 4 and a 2. Okay. With the additional 2 damage, you kill the last goblin that is right there. I, I want to knock the top hat off of the guy. Yeah, so roll a d4 again for that guy, and you do knock the top hat off, as it just clocks him in the forehead and the hat goes flying off. I did one damage with that. I'm just going to lean in the doorway and be like, good luck. <laughs> sure. So, two damage, because it's a d4 plus one. Oh yeah, Alright, so you cast Magic Missile. Is there anything else for your turn? I guess I'll take a little bit of cover behind the door. Okay. So you kind of duck back around to where it's harder to see you. Um, Brock, you're up. 
All right, so Roll looks at the... There are only two enemies left, right? He just points one finger at each of them and says, You're going down! And casts Bane on them. So they have to succeed on a charisma saving throw. If they fail, then uh, whenever they make an attack or a saving throw before the spell ends, uh, they have to roll a d4 and subtract that much from their roll. Oh yeah, I'm very familiar with Bane. It is one of my favorites. What is your DC? My DC is 14. 14? Okay. The chef fails, the boss just makes it. And then with my bonus action, I'm going to throw some bardic inspiration on Armbar. So, the chef is now up. So he takes his cleaver, and you see he pulls out from behind him, pops a cork out of a potion, and drinks it. And he gets very large. So where before you had fought tiny goblins, you now have a goblin that is roughly the same size as Armbar charging towards you. He's going to make a couple of attacks on you, Armbar. Okay. Bring it on. Uh, so that first one's a nat 20. Oh, no! And then does a 15 hit you. Is that with the yes. minus 1d4 for it? Because he's the one that failed the save, right? Oh, yeah. Well, so the nat 20, that doesn't matter. But minus 4, so does a 11 hit you. No. Okay. But he did make a... He did have a crit, so I gotta roll that. I'm sorry. Uh, you are raging, so this is halved, right? Because you're resistant to slashing? Alright. Yeah. I'm, I'm resistant. So you take 15 slashing, reduced to 7. That is... Yeah, that's him, because he took two attacks. He drank a potion. Oh, wait, he drank a potion. So you also take another... 7 reduced to 3, so that would have been... Just another, another three slashing on top of that. Okay. Uh, that is the chef's turn. It is the goblin boss's turn. So he is going to grab the loot. He's going to charge forward with it and swing the loot at armbar. Uh-oh. Oh, no. Does anyone uh -oh. know mending? <laughs> All right. So he is also going to take a couple of attacks. Uh, that's a nat 20. Oh no. And that's a miss. I was gonna ask if I could catch the loot. <laughs> well, no, 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 you're catching it in the head, that's what you're doing. Right. However, as he's swinging, you notice that it erupts in green flame. What? So, with a nat 20, he is going to do 12 points of magical bludgeoning, so you do not reduce that. Because it has to be physical? Well, it's... You're, re you're resistant to non-magical bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Mm. I think. Off the top of my head, I don't know. Magic damage is different than regular piercing damage. That's kind of like... Like, that's the common resistance for a lot of stuff. I would just say if it's magical, then it hits me normally. I wasn't expecting it to be like an, a magical weapon. Well, he also made it a magical attack. Oh no, you're just flat resistant. It's not magical, it's... Just you are resistant to bludgeoning, piercing, and slashing. Six bludgeoning. Okay. And you take uh, ten reduced to five fire damage. Okay. And then Scruzzle takes five fire damage as well, as the fire leaps from you to him. Mm. I don't know how much hit points they have. Uh, he's fine. Okay. That is the goblin boss's turn. 
Alright, Rook, you're up. Okay, so the first thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna uh, ask Fairy to temporarily... I mean, I'm gonna ask Fairy. You can, like, disappear and come back, right? Oh yeah, I can do that. Okay, please do. Yes, okay, great. Um, I'm gonna follow... Follow them in, and can you remind me where the butcher got the potion from? From himself? Yeah, he seemed to have it on his belt. Like he was waiting to use it. Okay. Uh, okay. Never mind then. I'm going to... I have, a, I have very few bolts left in my crossbow, I believe. So I'm going to shoot from the doorway. Um, who do I have a clearer line of sight to? Uh, you can easily hit either target. Okay, I'm going to go for the guy who can turn things into magic. Okay, that's the goblin boss. Go ahead and roll an attack. Okay. There we go. Twenty-three. Okay. Uh, yeah, that hits. Uh, you do get your sneak attack on this, so go ahead. Twelve. Twelve? Yes, twelve. Alright, and then what's your dex mod? Because you also add that. Aha! Uh -huh. That's plus four. So that's sixteen. So but... sixteen total? Mm-hmm. Uh, you get the sense that you, like, just barely missed this guy's heart as you just shoot a crossbow bolt through his armor into his chest. Nice. I'm gonna hide as my last thing. Uh, go ahead and roll stealth. You can easily duck around the corner. And 19. Yeah, you feel pretty stealthy. Alrighty. Okay. So as you guys are starting to feel pretty good about yourselves, uh, dropping down from the ceiling right at the entrance there are three more goblins who all rolled like absolute shit. But they drop down in melee with Epi and Brock. I thought Epi went and hid behind the door. Wouldn't it just be me? I, ooh, yeah, I guess it would. Because everybody fine. else ducked out. That's fine. That's the way Roll wants it. Okay. So that's going to be three attacks on you. Uh, What's your armor class right now? Uh... Just 10 plus dex mod, right? Yes. 12. Okay. So that's a hit and a miss, and a hit. So that's two hits. So that's... 15 total piercing damage right. from their short swords. Uh, and now they are all three right there. Um, I will point out these are tiny goblins. So, All right. you, you remember how before in the trees they were small? Yeah. These are these are size tiny. And you notice empty potion bottles that they are holding. Uh-huh. So, back up to the top. Armbar, you're back up. All right. I don't think it's a good idea for me to use the flump again. If you just put it behind them, you'll be out of the blast range. Yeah, it's only five feet. You can get, you can easily get them and not you. Yeah, but I'm worried about. I took, I took like twenty points of damage last turn, and I only have twenty HP left. Unless you just rolled extremely well, so I'm a little worried that I'll go down if I don't. Because like, if I try to do a hold, does that mean like I'm kind of blocking or? Do you have to use an action to use your flum? I have to use a bonus action. 
Is that what a hold does? Like I hold that bonus action or? Well, so typically you can hold an action. Normally you can't hold a bonus action, but I think that's stupid. So I would allow it. So like I could block or like, oh, I I guess I can't parry. Like I couldn't try to block anything like that unless I was proficient in that or I had a feat. So if you're asking how to stay alive, you could take the dodge action. And then as your bonus action, you could, like, spawn the flump. So basically, like, for your bonus action, your only options really are, like, to rage, which you're already doing. Or right now you can spawn that flump and have it detonate. I guess, I guess I'll, like, uh, I'll spawn a flump, uh, uh, in between where the goblin chieftain and the chef are but far enough away that I won't be affected by the blast and then hold my uh, action to dodge. So what is yeah. the trigger for dodging? I would, the, the trigger for the dodge would be on, and, and does that work if uh, they were to, to do an, a hit on me or would they still have to roll and the first one would be the dodge. So the way the dodge action works is you just spend your turn dodging and all attacks against you have disadvantage mm. for so the next round. So you don't have to hold action. You just say, I'm taking the dodge action. So that's actually pretty good then. Yeah, it's really good. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to do the dodge then. So you dodge and you spawn the flump. I mean, the flump is there. It detonates. Go ahead and roll your d6. Yeah. Come on, baby. Three. Okay. Uh, they both take it. The goblin boss looks like he is on his last leg. What do Scruzzle and Natch do? Scruzzle is on my left, and he's going to try to donkey kick the, what is it, the the chef in the gut. Let's see it. Let's see. D20 is an 8. Plus six is a 14. Yeah, that's not going to hit. You do have Art Against Inspiration. Uh-huh. I spoke up too slow because Kenny, let you know the result. Oh. Um, I'll let the Apacas use it if you want to. Okay. It adds four, so it's an 18. Yeah, that that hits. So that's going to be seven points of damage. Nice. So what happens to the chef? Does he throw up? I mean, he takes it. Takes like a champ. Yep. What a butthead. <laughs> Don't forget your towel. The podcast that aims to play every RPG in existence with horror. How do we not? Uh, you are responsible for this. This was you. You've been keeping us here this entire uh, time. So you could kill us off one by one. Is that what this is? None of this is real. Comedy. And uh, Winter has been up already milking the griffins. Winter, can you tell us a bit about the process of milking griffins? <laughs> well, I mean, it's much what you would expect, really. I don't um, really expect much, so please, please tell me. <laughs> well, it certainly defies expectations. Yeah, please do tell. <laughs> and insanity. Uh, the stakes are quite high, then. Time is of utmost importance. Can't you see? Yeah, the clock block is. There can only be one. Steve! Cool. So... Clearly you can tell that no one knows what they're doing, but this is going to be interesting. So hold on tight to your seats and make sure you have your towels, because here we go. Find us wherever you get your podcasts.
Uh, okay, so then Natch is going to try to body, or not body slam. He's going to try to take a bite out of crime and bite the uh, the chieftain. Okay. Alright, so the D20. Ah, oh, man, that sucks. I got three. Definitely misses. Yeah. I'm sorry. Gotta go with the roll, man. Alright, I think that's it. Okay. Uh, Epi, you're up. Okay. Okay. There's now three tiny goblins right there. Okay. Um. I am gonna... Misty Step does not trigger a reaction, right? It does not. Am I aware of the box of health potions behind the boss guy? Yeah, you would see it. Let me ask you this real quick. How many spell slots do you have? I have one third level spell slot left. Oh, it's second level. I counted the cantrips as first level. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. You guys don't get that until next level up. Oh, no, you're good. Um, yeah, I have one slot left on second level. I was saving it in case somebody died, but if we get our book back, we're good. So, I am going to see three goblins fall from the ceiling, and uh, having a natural defense of 14 with my mage armor up, I am going to misty step out of there towards the health potion box right behind the throne, and while I'm there, do I see my book? Do I see anything like what our, our stuff is? You are right on the goblin's throat. Like, Misty Step doesn't quite get you there. It's about a 45-foot room, but it does get you past all the fighters, and you're able to make the rest of the way over there. You are... You see there's like... There's a number of healing potions left in this crate. As you're looking at the pile of stuff around the goblin's throne, air quotes, uh, yeah, you can spot a few of your things, and you do notice there's your book. It stands out. It's a very noticeable book. It has a Nothic's eye on the cover. You could say it was looking right at me. I'm getting my book, and I'm getting some health potions. So you want to spend your action doing that as just grabbing stuff? Yeah. Okay, so I'll say with your action, you're able to grab your book and a health potion. Yay. Armbar, I got you. Ooh, yeah! Next up is Brock. Brock surrounded with, by the goblins is going to cast Thunder Wave and try and blast them over to where Armbar is fighting the uh, chef and the goblin leader. Oh, nice. Okay. So that's a con save, right? Yep, and my save is 14. Okay. That's a fail. That's 14 on the die, and that's a fail. Alright. So one passes, two fail. And I rolled eight damage. Okay. So the two fails just die. Uh, the guy that passes, he's fine. He's he's hurt, but he's fine, and he's still right there in front of you. And with my bonus action, I'm going to give Bardic Inspiration to Rook. Okay. Alright, well it is the chef's turn now. Seeing the boss looking kind of rough, he sees Armbar right there. He's going to circle around Armbar. So he's on the opposite side from the boss. He's going to take two swings at disadvantage. So, first one definitely misses. The second one was a 16 hit. Oh, wait, shit. D4. 
Actually, Brock, you got hit a couple of times. Roll a couple concepts. Okay. For concentration. First one is a 10. I'm going to invoke the uh, Tides of Chaos. I mean, a 10 passes that one. Oh, oh never mind that. The second roll, then an 18. Okay, so you still have okay. pain up. So the D4. Okay, so that was... So does a 14 hit you, Armbar? And my ar- my AC is 14. Okay, so even with Bane, it does still hit. It just hits, but it hits. Alright, and you take 10 reduced to 5 slashing damage from the attack. Okay. And as a bonus action, the chef pulls a healing potion from his belt and drinks it. And he only heals 4 hit points, but hey, he got minimal healing. You see some of his wounds start to close up. I believe Rook, you are up. Okay. Uh, there's one guy who's still here. One tiny dude, right? And he looks hurt. Okay. I am going to stab him with my dagger. Um, is it an action? I mean, uh, some kind of an action for me to switch weapons? Maybe? So just to draw your dagger is your item interact. Like, that's nothing. Okay, cool then. If you're going to do that more than once in a round, then it becomes an action, but yeah. Just pulling out the dagger. I'm just going to take a good old stab at this dude from the dark. Alright, so advantage because he does not see you. So 16. What guy are you stabbing? The little tiny goblin that just narrowly survived uh, Brock's blast. Alright, that does hit. Um, go ahead and roll damage, but I suspect this guy is just dead. Okay, cool. 1d4 plus 2d6... That's a nine. Oh yeah, he's just gone. Bye-bye. Dead goblins are still tiny, but they're dead. So that is your action. It is now actually just the goblin boss and the very large chef. Is there anything with your bonus action that you'd like to do? I do want to get into the room. So I just want to get behind something. Like there's some tables pushed up against the wall that you can kind of duck behind a little bit. Yeah, if I can reach them, I would definitely go for that. Oh, yeah. You have used, like, five feet of movement at this point. Sounds good. (laughs) Okay. Are you trying to stealth behind it? Yeah, I am. I always want to hide. That's a natural 20. Nice. Okay. So you just disappear (laughs) behind this table. Go ahead and roll two 100s. Oh, my God. 29 and 66. All right. So this is (sighs) wacky. Alright. Um, we live for Wacky on this show. So one is definitely bad. Okay. The other kind of takes you out of combat. So we're gonna... I'll let you pick. Which one would you I, rather have? I don't want to be taken out of combat. That's never... I mean, we've done that a few times. So uh, what's the bad one? I'll just take it. Choose an enemy that you can see. Butcher guy. No, wait. Dead one? Can I choose a dead one? No, it has to be alive. Well... I think it's... He's the only one that's alive, right? No, the, the butcher uh, and the, the boss. Goblin, yeah, the boss Oh, has the boss like is still alive, left. but he's weak. Yeah. Oh, I'm choosing that one, the weak one. Okay. He gains the benefits of the foresight spell. Okay. I'm sorry, you had two bad options. It, it happens. Okay. Which, it is actually now the boss's turn. Oh, man. Hang on, let me check something real quick. So the boss, seeing what's going on right now, is actually going to use his nimble escape feature. He's going to disengage as a bonus action. 
gonna make his way over to Epi. Bring it on. Yeah. So he is now swinging this loot at you like a club. That's fine. That's fine. It'll be two attacks against you at advantage because foresight. Uh, that's a 18 on the die, so that definitely hits. That's a 15 on the die, so that definitely hits. Alright, so your damage total is 9 total bludgeoning. Okay, okay, good. I'm not dead. Yep, and he is now in melee with you. Oh, he's in trouble now. <laughs> okay. I uh, have my book. Rolling back around to the top of the round, Armbar, you're up. Alright, I gotta real ask quick, a question. Tyler, I just wanna let you know, Tyler, uh, I can give disadvantage to the one enemy you're engaged with if you're worried about getting hit this turn. I just let you know I can vicious mockery them so you don't need to take dodge to have them get disadvantage. I can help you out with that. I think that would help a little bit. I have 15 HP. He seems to... As long as he doesn't hit me twice, I can probably take about, you know, another round from him and be fine. As long as he doesn't roll really well i have a creative um question would can we say that the flump explosion knocks the enemy forward if it's behind him like it it forces him to move forward because it is a force explosion that's not how the thing is written if that's what you would like to do i will let you do that instead of damage okay it's not it's not worth it then all right so i'm going to make a swing at the chef. Okay, let's see it. Oh, crit! Let's go! So, go ahead and roll your damage. Okay. And then we'll deal with the wild magic surge that is about to happen as well. I got a 7. And that's... But you get, like, a plus for rage, and then it gets the crit thing, too. So you rolled the crit twice, right? So, like, you rolled a 7, and then you roll again? Oh, I have to roll it twice? Well, yeah, your damage die, you get double. So, the first time I rolled... The, the damage roll, it was a 7. The second time I rolled, it was a 10. Plus 2 for rage, right? Yeah, that, that includes rage. Okay. He oh, had 17 hit points exactly. <laughs> so, wow. you're like, in your rage, you just stab this guy through the chest, through and through. Yeah. And he just goes completely still and slumps to the ground. Again, he is pretty massive right now for a goblin. He's the same size as Armbar. But he's dead. And I, and I just got him. Yep. Like I said, you're nothing but a grain of sand in the Sahara Desert. And I'm the desert! Roll your 2d100, sir. I got a 5 and a 77. Okay. Your feet become engulfed in flame. And you get to fly at 50 feet per round. Like Iron Man. Oh Does, my god, that's You have thruster feet. I have you thruster do. feet. Wow. Um, you can also kick as an attack for a d6 of fire damage. Wow. Okay. Man, I wish I could do something else to... Is there anything on the chef's body that I can take? see he has another healing potion strapped to his belt. And he probably was going to take, except you just carved through the last of his hit points. I guess I'll take it, because we only have the, the chieftain left. I was going to try to make a, a like a dash over to the 
chieftain, but he's on his last legs. And I couldn't even I couldn't do attack anyway. So Scruzzle and Natch still have a turn and you still have the flump. Oh. I'm I'll use the bonus action to use the flump over by the uh the chieftain and far enough away so that Epi doesn't get hit. Okay. So the chieftain with his foresight, knows what's about to happen about six seconds before it happened. Well, about three, right? So he tur- he starts to turn around because he knows this flump is right there. He tries to dive away. It's not fast enough. The flump explodes. Roll your d6. Five. The explosion wipes out the boss as well. <laughs> Epi just sort of, you know, wipes the blood off his little split lip and just goes... Thank you, Armbar. You got it, buddy. I've got some more health potions if you'd like them. I'm definitely gonna need a handful of those. Okay, so we are out of initiative. You guys have dealt with the last of the goblins in this place. Uh, it is yours to roam freely if you would like. Roll walks uh, up to the corpse of the Goblin King, takes his guitar, takes his top hat, and then kicks the corpse just for good measure. Sure. Um... Your guitar is fine. It is magical, so it does not damage easily. You get the sense that the goblin has no idea what it is, so he thought it was a very fancy magical club. <laughs> I'll take the health potion off of the the chef, the chef guy. Each goblin in this room has two health potions on them. Woohoo! We have so many health potions. Yep, and then there are several crates of health potions on the back wall as they have been raiding for a while and have stopped the flow of healing supplies into the city, which was causing that crisis. You found them. Uh, you do find one crate that stands out as unique. It is a crate full of potions of growth and potions of diminution. So these are the potions they were using to get big or small. And that crate is about three quarters of the way empty. I definitely, Armbar definitely wants a crate of the gigantic one. So there's, they have used the small ones more than the big ones. There are still a lot of potions of growth left. Are there so you any can take, small ones left? There's about five of the small ones left. Like those were the ones they were using. Um, Potion of growth, okay. So how many can I take? Or does anybody mind if I take a few of them? I would like some of the small potions. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. I was actually going to say the same thing. Rook is interested in just taking a couple of the potion of uh, diminution, I think it's called. Yeah, it's up to you how many you want to take. Just remember, like, there is a reward posted for this stuff. So, if you take it, the reward will probably be lesser, but you'll have the potion. Right? So, like, yeah, Epi, take the rest, I'll just take two. Okay. Thank you. Is there any other, like items that are, like, of note in here that we can see, like, anything magical or anything, like, anything I would catch my eye as, like, notable loot. So, you guys are taking time to go through all the stuff, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Here's an itemized list. You have all the healing potions and the, the crate full of potions of whatever. The growth and shrinking. Scattered around the room is a lot of like copper and silver pieces and gold pieces totaling up to about 2137 gold. Yeah. Looks like we get money for the Bard Rock Cafe, don't you think there, boss? No, we need 3000 and I think the Oh wait, I'm I'm sorry. I almost started doing that like rock and was like, "Yeah, no, we should keep the money." 
<laughs> you see lots of like assorted stuff. You find all of your equipment and like a bunch of equipment that probably belonged to some other adventurers. You do find some alchemist supplies. Ooh. You find an herbalism kit, a poisoner's kit, um, thieves' tools. You find a lot of like generic weapons and armor scattered about around there. Uh, as you go through everything, I'll go ahead and say just for narrative purposes, uh, Epi has the thought to activate detect magic as a ritual. You do find, in addition to the stuff you already had, there is a belt that the goblin was wearing, the chef, and then scattered among all the equipment, there is a pair of goggles, and both of those light up. Uh, The goggles are goggles of night, they give 60 feet of dark vision, and then the belt is a belt of dwarven resilience, or belt of dwarven kind, sorry. What's that do? Uh, a lot of stuff. Well, right before you described that, Roll was taking those goggles. Yeah. <laughs> so, you do also find a few doses of that poison that they used on you. There seemed to be a crate of that that they have mostly gone through. There are two vials of it left. If no one else wants them, I will take them. Okay. I think that's a good idea. So this is a DC 12 poison that if you fail, you just get knocked unconscious. It is really powerful and really expensive, and the crate looks like it costs a lot. Like, all the other crates are like plywood, right? This crate has like some metal bars reinforcing it, and like, it's a high-quality crate. And they are packed in there very delicately. You get the sense that at some point, probably these random goblins managed to steal this crate, And all of a sudden, they were a lot more efficient at what they were doing. Whether you intervened or not, they were about out of that poison and were about to not be that efficient anymore. Yeah, you guys have now liberated the missing healing supplies. And you do find, like, lots of... There's a couple crates of healing kits, too. And general, like, healing herbs, stuff like that. Stuff that maybe not so useful for you, but in dire need inside the city. Now that there is no healing magic. So, okay. I would like to use a cantrip right quick. Sure. So Epi, you know, strings up a little bit of copper wire in between, you know, two of his fingers, and whispers something. And yeah, Roland, you get this little ring in your ear, and then you just hear Epi say, "By the way." Knock out Brock, because Roll is currently in control. Great for a boss fight, not so much for now. And then Armbar just kind of like perks up, and he's like, Are you kidding me? And like walks over to behind uh, Roll and just like clomps him right on the top of the head with his fist. Hammer punch. Is Roll letting this happen? Well, not letting this happen, but I assume it's just, like, rolls against my AC, which is only 13. Okay. Yeah, so go ahead and roll. Do I roll a strength or something, or...? Uh, unarmed attack, so just, yeah, d20 plus strength. I only got a... I only got a 9. Oh, wait, no, strength... Strength is... Oh, that's my saving throw, right? Any Anyway, even if it was a 6 or or the 4, it's, it's still less than what he said. 
Yeah. So Rule uh, bounds out of the way and is like, what is wrong with you? You've turned into that Rule character again, didn't you? And you deceived me. No. You're not very convincing. Fess up. up, little man. Or it's gonna get nasty. Arnbar, I've known you for years. Look into my eyes. Do I look like Rule to you? Roll insight. I'll say roll at an advantage, because you've known him for years. <laughs> I, got a I got a 15. And then do I roll deception? Yes. At disadvantage, because he's known you for years. Alright, I'm going to burn my inspiration to, uh, to make Just it Just cancel neutral. it. Yep, and that's okay. going to be a, that's 16 plus 4 is 20, dirty 20. You believe it is Brock's song and not roll. Well, I don't know what you're talking about, Epi. It's definitely Brock's song. Look at his eyes! With a little puppy dog. I would like to walk just a little bit closer, like, not close enough to get in range, and then just be like, you know, that's fascinating. I have a spell that'll let us know for certain whether or not that's actually Roll or Brock. Well, improve it then. Sure. I'd like to cast Magic Missile and smack him in the head. Okay. Yeah, there's no Roll associated with that. Yeah. That's just, uh... <laughs> Sorry. 3d4 plus 3 is the damage you do right now. Actually, no, you don't have any spell slots left. You used them all. I That's a first level. You said you, you didn't get a long had, rest. We haven't done a long rest. We're literally just looting the room still. Yeah, I got the short rest, which let me get the two spell slots back. Okay, so you got a second level back, yeah? No, I got two first levels. Okay, I had, all, right. all right. Yeah, I was keeping track. Okay. I have 13 HP left. Just knock Brock unconscious the old-fashioned way. <laughs> yeah. 3d4 plus 3. Let's see Okay, it. so I got a 2, a 3, and a 4. That's 4. That is just enough. Alright, so Roll falls unconscious, just crumples to the ground. I turn to Armbar. Now see, when he wakes up, it'll be Brock. You better hope it was. Or it's curtains for you. Pinky promise? I know what I'm talking about. I'm not gonna deal with this. I'm too frustrated. Speaking of not gonna deal with it, do you want me to bring back a certain minibar? Would that help bring up your mood? That'll help. And I bestow the minibar corpse. I would like to use today's revivify on minibar. Okay. Uh... You go through the motions, and you place your hand on Minibar's chest. He gasps. Minibar lives again. Minibar! Oh! It's been too long! What happened to you? Kenny, I think you should speak for Minibar. Sorry, yeah. <laughs> <clears throat> oh, man! I got swarmed by goblins, and they couldn't get in, and I couldn't get out. There's this one guy. He had an apron. It was that guy. And he points at the the chef. He reached it and he pulled me really hard to the front. And I was swinging at him. And he was swinging at me. And I was swinging at him. And he was swinging at me. And he won. And I did. Well, we got revenge on the sucker. So if you want to get him, I can throw you a good old elbow drop on him. Because you're the people's champion in my mind. Oh, yeah! <laughs> I love this so much. 
reaches out his hand for you to chuck him into the air. Oh, I'm definitely swinging him in the air. Okay. Uh, you don't have to roll for it. He goes into the air, does the most graceful arm drop you've ever seen on the corpse of this goblin, which is a size category larger than him now. He stands up like he just won a fight. Oh, yeah. All right. And I'm, I'm done. In the reigning champion, our minibar. All right. I, I relinquish control of minibar back to you. Okay. That was that was delightful. I, I don't think I understood, but now I do. Like, every moment is like, this is kind of whatever, but then you do that voice, you're like, no, this is awesome. This is great. <laughs> uh, you do remember that there is a certain gnome that came along with you guys, Astro, mm-hmm. who is waiting back in the, the chapel area. You also know that there is no way you could get all these healing supplies back on your own. Like, it's just... They're crates and crates and crates of stuff. By the way, before we leave the room, I'd like to take the the belt of dwarven kind. Okay. You have to attune to it. I looked up what it did. Yeah. That's going to be cool. What do y'all do? Epi yawns and it's just like, so that was a, that, uh, I, I used a lot of spells, so I can't really help carry Brock. I may need some assistance with that. Uh, do you want me to go grab the other two? Or one, or... Were there two? I feel like there's a half-dead guy that was with him. Probably should go get Astro. And bring him here, so we can figure out what we're doing with this loop. Can do. <laughs> I'm gonna go... Go try and grab the... The gnome. So Astro is there. He's happy to see you. Is there anything specific you would like to say to him, other than we're done? He's <laughs> gonna be like, Alright. So it took care of all of the goblins. You're good. You don't have to fight anyone. We found all of the stuff we came here for. And um, just a heads up, but there's you're, you're going to have a large armbar, and there's going to be a little one also. This is normal. Don't worry about it. Astro seems intrigued as he comes with you and sees the little armbar. He walks up to regular armbar and says... Hey, boss, I have a request. What's that, little man? Any motions for Minibar to come over? He says, all right, there's something I've always wanted to do. I've never found anybody to do it for me. And this is just, this is my dream, okay? I'm going to climb on your shoulders. He points at Minibar. He says, and you're going to climb on his shoulders. Let's do it. Because while Minibar is still a size small creature like the gnome, there's a difference between a Minibar just almost still medium-sized and a gnome, which is literally two and a half feet tall. So he climbs on Minibar's shoulders. Minibar climbs on your shoulders. And there's this Tower of Hanoi stack of creatures. And then we do we do a action frame where we're like, Mega Armbar! Astro is giving the rock on sign. It's morphin' time! So, uh, what do you guys do now that you are done? Is there anything else you would like to do here, or do you just leave? Tell me what you're doing. How many potions of growth can I have? The crate was half and half. And while they used a lot of the potions of diminution, the potions of growth largely didn't get used. There's, like, still over 40 of them. Oh, jeez. I'll just take five. You have five potions of growth. Like, if we take everything we want, can't we just go to the city guard and have them come and get this stuff or something? 
We could probably do that. If y'all are alright with sitting around for a little bit, I can leave someone here to let us know if anything happens while we're heading back. Yeah, to look over the stuff, you mean? Basically. So you remember my little friend that I summoned a few days ago? If I have an hour, I can bring Dot back and have Dot sit here and, you know, keep watch over the stuff. At least let us know if something happens. Can't really fight or protect it or anything, but she let us know if it goes anywhere. I think we need to go back to Astro's cart, load up all this here loot, and bring it back to the city to get our reward. Oh, for some reason I thought the cart was, like, not there anymore. I don't know why I forgot about that. <laughs> this is Paul talking out of character because I'm unconscious. They probably had some means of transporting the stuff. If you look outside, you might at least find Astro's cart, maybe more carts. Uh, I will say, as you were outside, you did notice the cart was parked outside. Yay! And because of the illusion on the cart, it still looks like it is full of nothing. Is there space to load it in the cart? I mean, I could probably get a couple of crates, but I don't think I can get all of them. Just take the most valuable one. So the healing potions. I think that is easily going to be the most crucial. Epi looks at the, the wall of crates, looks at Brock. Alright, so do we give him a healing potion so we don't have to carry him, or do we load him in the cart too? Let's load his ass in the cart. Yeah, we'll let him get a long rest in. He, he really pulled his weight this time around. Yeah, he looked like he tired. I might have to join him. Anyway. Alright, alright, let's go find the cart. Uh, Rook, did you see it while we were outside? I think so, yes. I think I like that plan. Okay. So you're able to get about four of the crates of healing potions onto the cart. There are still several left here, as well as all the crates of the other healing supplies. But you are all able to get on the, the wagon. The wagon in the back still looks like it's empty, because there is an illusion on the back of the wagon. But it's... You can tell if you look at the grooves in the road, it is weighed down. Uh, there are hundreds of healing potions back there right now. You all load up, you set out, and leave this place. Would you like, as you exit... There's still that plaque with the dwarven language on it. Oh, I definitely want to try to read that. No, you're not attuned yet. Oh, no. Epi, is there a thing? Uh, well... Oh, we can go to the kitchen and get salt now. Yes. <laughs> this is true. Now that I have all of my components back, I can go to the kitchen and get more salt. So as we're going, I feel like... Alright, so I... Hold on one second. And I, I take out a sheet of paper and I like, you know that thing where you run like pencil over it to get the inscription? Or can we just take the sign with us? Wait, I, I have I have a rebuttal. In the, in the compendium, it only says that if you aren't a dwarf, you gain the following additional benefits while wearing the belt. And only does it say you get attuned when you get the uh, other effect. Which, I'll wait until that happens. It'd be really funny if the only thing Arnbar can read is Dwarfish. It, it fits. It's so in character. Because you could easily circumvent this in a number of ways, I'll let you go ahead and just read it. The inscription Yay. says, uh, Traveler's Rest Stop and Temple of Hell. Temple of Hell? Hell. hell. Oh, okay. I'm like, Jesus! <laughs> wow! <laughs> it's the Satanist rest stop, don't worry about yeah. it. Yeah. No, so it's basically just a dwarven rest stop 
that specifically was used by dwarves and people that knew about it because again kind of off the beaten path but there was also the chapel in there with the statue of helm before we leave i do have one suggestion should we hide the crates or do anything to make sure somebody just walks in here they don't find like a whole bunch of crates and walk off with it i think so do you remember that curtain that you pulled a little bit of of it off to make that torch for for brock we could hide it under that or do we hide it in the wall where Minibar was? You know, that's actually a really good idea. I'm, bar- I'm proud of you. You know, I can I can really tell the studying's are, are helping your intelligence. <laughs> I will say by this point, Brock Song wakes up. Oh my head! Oh, good morning, sweet pea. Did you sleep well? So we won the fight with the little goblins? Because I remember being knocked unconscious. I'm just going to look at Armbar. Told ya. Walk back in. Mm-hmm. Just gonna mumble to myself. Rook lets Fairy out. Fairy, come back. Fairy pops into existence on your shoulder. Fairy, can you be far away from me or kind of far away from me for an extended period of time? Well, yeah. I mean, I can't talk to you past a certain range, but yeah, I can just fly all over the world. It doesn't matter. Ooh, the problem is that you need to communicate with me. Well, maybe you could keep watch over these crates while we go and uh, we go back to town real quick. Just go ahead. Go find a place to perch that's safe and out of sight. If anybody comes in, just fly right to town. Fly right to me. Okay, I can do that. Thank you. Very perches kind of on the... So there's the entryway leading into the, the traveler's rest stop. And you know, kind of like the door frame kind of pokes out a little bit from the wall. Fairy perches on the doorframe, just scanning the entrance. All right, Epi, since you did go down to the kitchen, I will say you saw like a bunch of really nice baked goods, some very well cooked meat. Looks like the chef was actually pretty talented. I think I'm gonna grab a few of them and definitely some salt, just just to be salty. Sure, you grab the salt, just just on principle. Hold on, do they have something that is actually Keystone Light and or better? Uh, in the refrigerated area, they do have some barrels of, like, alcoholic beverage. Okay, I'm gonna grab a pastry and generic alcoholic beverage, and I'm gonna sit down and hand those to Brock and just be like, sorry for knocking you out, bud. It's alright, I have a feeling if, if I'm guessing right, you probably knocked me out for good reason. You have my permission when that happens to do that. Uh, he wasn't bad for a brief period he was here, but... Don't worry. If he ever gets out of line, I'll just, I'll just shoot him in the head again. We have healing potions if you're still not doing so great, by the way. All right. Just because we're getting to the bedtime, you guys head off into the sunset with a wagon full of healing potion crates. Uh, it's a tight fit with all of you, but you still managed to get on the wagon. The horses were tied up outside. The goblins had not killed them for food yet. Their horse meat is terrible. Yeah, they don't care. They're goblins. But they didn't care. They were goblins. Now they're just. While I'm thinking about it, I definitely still have the boot egg, don't I? Yes, you do. (laughs) Has it hatched yet? Nope. Okay. Real real quick, when we're going through getting their stuff together, Brock was like, whose acorn is this? Here, Epi, have an acorn. Thank you. Is it a special acorn? It's the acorn that you got from Wild Magic in episode four. I remember this, but I'm just like, now that I'm holding it. (laughs) 
I had to tech magic up for a little bit. It's probably not up anymore. I mean, you would have seen it. It is glowing magical. I'm sure this will come in handy eventually. I put it in my pocket. With all of your stuff back and a little bit extra, finally, you are free of the goblins. Yay! You are able to make your way back to Waterdeep to collect your reward and whatever else you feel like doing. And that's where we're going to end tonight's episode. Real quick, what is the reward? Uh, you will find out next episode. Next time. Yeah, because I have that sheet tucked away somewhere and I have to find it. All right. Uh, thanks for playing and I'll see you guys next time. Okay, you listen to Bar Rock Cafe. Get on to sassygamers.com and listen to more episodes. And become a patron. I'll read your cards. Do it. Patreon.com slash Bardrock Cafe. Till next time.